somebody who has all sorts of different chromosomes to make you a human being. How about that? How about you just cut the little man out right then and there? How about we do that? You know what I'm saying? You don't do this, you don't do that. Can't get any controversy, but telling facts. What's happening to all my people with enough chromosomes to be a human being? How y'all doing? <laughs> this is the history talk. <laughs> don't be one of them shows, huh? I am. It's gonna be one of them shows. One of them shows, you know. And I, I, you know, I, and I'm even try to do this show differently. I'm gonna try to do this show all the way through, all the way sober. Okay. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. Um, let Let's see how that goes. Uh, fun fact: I put more of a filter on when I'm drinking. So, um, <laughs> so we'll see how far this goes. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, let's get the pleasantries out the way before I even go anywhere. Uh, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter and Twitch. Shout out to my people with Twitch. I don't know why I just like saying that name so much. But hey, shout out to my people at Twitch with all of your teabagging antics. Um, I am the host of this show. The black smoking, the joint toting, bad MO that you see in front of you. Uh, Lee Double E. I am with the co-host of this show, the do-all, be-all, the lady that pushes the bells and the whistles, the one who puts the bang in a shebang, the one that puts the world in the twirl, the one who puts the button to the explosion. I don't know where I'm going at this point. Yeah. Uh, I will <laughs> say, <laughs> um, let's give a round of applause for my co-host, Lindsay. Hello, hello everyone. How are you today? <clears throat> How's it going? Everything is going legit. And again, for my people to come in uh, late, this is the issue we talk. We have a couple of things we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a couple of things we're going to run through uh, that has happened during the. Uh, uh, the couple weeks that we have not been on the air, we've only we've we, we've only missed a week, so um, we haven't missed anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I will do before we start, <laughs> what I will do before we start, um, everybody has humble moments. Um, I got humbled this week, and I will say this: mm-hmm. uh, when we were on, and I spoke about Magoo, I will say this. Uh, before we start, I apologize for anybody who felt like I was trying to make fun of that man. I did not try to make fun of that man. If you watch that podcast, I did say for a um, for the time he was in when he was a uh, when he was a part of that super group of uh, um, the whole hierarchy of that whole clan from from Virginia. Uh, that was uh, pushing units and doing their thing. Um, he was 
a part of that. Not only was he a part of that, he was a top general in that. I never wanted to disrespect Magoo. So if you feel like I was disrespecting Magoo in any type of level, I do feel, uh, I do apologize and I will apologize for that. Because, listen, I started off um, in my whole journey of anything is I always wanted to be an MC, like I pointed out last week. So I do not talk about any MCs, period. Um, because um, just because I thought I was good, what I lacked was uh, outlet and phenomenal hustle um, to make me even remarkably uh, even touch the things that Magoo touched as far as being an MC. So I do want to apologize if you think I was trying to downplay him for saying that he just wasn't my cup of tea. That wasn't saying that um, he wasn't good at his craft. He just wasn't um, what I listened to. So what Magoo fans came at you? Um, it wasn't uh, Magoo fans. It was a. Uh, it was one of my homeboys uh, that was like, "Hey, you got to stop talking about rappers because um, you wanted to be a rapper at one point in your life." And uh, so, good or bad, as long as they got famous, you really don't. Have, you really can't say anything about them. And I said, "You know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I really can't." Mm, okay. <clears throat> had a humbling moment, I see. Yeah, everybody needs a humbling moment. I had to think about that. Like, yeah, I have no right to talk about anybody who tries to get in the genre that I wanted to be in. So that means that no more um, Silk the Shocker bashing will occur? Uh, <laughs> I, no more. I, I, I won't say I... I I don't think I was bashing Silk, but I, I I will stop saying that he's a shitty rapper. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because what he has is what I didn't have, and that's a phenomenal hustle. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a brother who um, doubled his hustle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, I'm sure Silk will be proud. <laughs> so. Yeah. My boy talked about my own boy said, "Man, you got to stop talking about you. You talk about Magoo. You talk about YG, and you and uh, he named somebody else. But he was like, you got to stop talking about these people because these people are actually famous. They actually did something that you didn't do.' And I had to like sit back and like take that slap in the face. Like, damn, mm-hmm. you're 100 percent right, my nigga. What do you be I saying about stop. YG? You said what? What do you be saying about YG? Uh, I've said some things about YG. Um, not that I don't uh, like YG. It's just like sometimes I uh, I uh, used to say that you know I couldn't get with uh, some of the things he was saying. It it, it was uh, you know it, I want I, I don't want to uh, like dig back into it. But I've I've said some things that I I apologize about that too. Because um, I've said I, I've said he wasn't uh, a rapper of my. Uh, you know, he wasn't my cup of tea, but then I had to think about it like, you know, hey, yeah, he is. Because he's, you know what I'm saying? Because he actually uh, pushed that phenomenal hustle to be in a household name. You know, grandmas know about what YG, so mm. I got to stop being that kind. I don't know about grandmas. Maybe your auntie that keep Grandma. her ear to the street. But I don't know about, I don't know about grandmas. Because, I mean, grandmas know about Grandmas Snow. know about YG. They know about Snoop. I, I ain't gonna think, say grandmas. Yeah. Hmm. No, California grandmas know about YG. California grandmas that used to wipe his booty. 
think he was a baby or about YG. Nah, not all of them. I can guarantee you in his town, a lot of it's, it's some it's some it's some grandmas that know YG. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But <clears throat> I like YG though. Um, I was a bigger fan of him, like his first album. I don't really fool too much with the stuff currently, but. I don't have no problem, so, yeah. But, um, D. Harrell is watching, and he says, what's the line between speaking from a place of comedy, though? Uh, hey, it's not really, uh, it's not really a line on that, because I would, uh, I would be lying to you if, uh, if I talk about a rapper, um, and didn't want any, and and didn't want a piece of what they had as far as celebrity. So even if, even when I make jokes, it still sound uh, it, it still sounds like it's coming from uh, a, a part of hate. And how my uh, homeboy broke it down to me because, like you know, say for instance, like say um, tomorrow we get famous, you know, people are gonna bring up, hey, he used to try to, you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, Lily used to uh, used to rap back in the day, and we'll, we'll, he never got famous from that. And so I don't want to be the one that's talking about rappers and then decide to dust my mic off, and uh, and and they uh and then end up uh they they Tisha Campbell in me. I don't. I, so I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to humble myself so I won't be Tisha Campbell down this in this bitch. Damn. So she's a verb now. <laughs> and for real. <literally. clears throat> That's funny. Um, yeah, I, I I don't want to be out here talking about I'm still here right. and nobody is trying to check for that. Right, right, right. D. Harrell says, "Gotcha, that makes sense." <clears throat> All right, so are you ready to get into these topics? Yes, let's get into them topics. Um, you know we take left out, but I was just left. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we start out going left. Um, so, first thing we want to do is we want to offer our condolences to, um, the family of Bob Barker. You know, Bob Barker was the host of The Price is Right for umpteen years. He pretty much was a lot of our babysitter back in the day. Or we, um, had bonding time with our grandparents while watching The Price is Right. So, um... He was 99 years old, so that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. He definitely lived his life and, um, you know, help control the pet population and get your cats spayed or neutered. So there you go. Um, you have any Man. thoughts? <laughs> it's, uh, when, the, uh, when this was uh, ran through the internet and I seen it, like I woke up. And I seen that, and the first thing that uh, popped in my head was uh, uh, the Adam Sandler movie. Uh, yes. When uh, he had fought with Bob Barker, and he was like, the price is wrong, bitch. bitch right. And um, <laughs> when I thought about that, it wasn't it wasn't like I was making fun of uh, Bob Barker, but that was one of my memories of uh, Bob Barker. And uh, uh, I was just like, damn, like, It's it's kind of crazy because you know 
that was like you said. That was like for a minute. That that could have uh, for one point. That could have been uh, a couple of our listeners, a couple of our viewers, a uh, babysitter, or that was bonding time you had with like your grandparents. You know, mm-hmm. things of that nature. So you hate to hear like somebody that like had had a real pinnacle part of your life, man, getting up out of here, and then to get up out of here at ninety nine. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like if anybody knows the price is right. Um, leaving cashing out at ninety nine without going over a dollar. Right. Like, that was that was what that was. You know what I'm saying? That was exactly his stitch my whole life. So that shit was crazy. Yeah, D Hero says I really thought Bob and Victor from Young and the Restless were immortal. When I was born, his hair was white. Even then, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, Victor's still yeah, around, so. And he's still that's on the Young and the Restless. That's the thing that throws people out. Right. Right. It really does. It really does. You know. But. You don't expect these people to die. Like, listen, I, I know a couple of uh, a, a couple of episodes ago, I've said this, like, about Queen Elizabeth. Like, when Queen Elizabeth died, I, uh, well, before Queen Elizabeth died, I know I said, um, it has to be a glitch in the Matrix. Cause that lady been eighty eight years old ever since I was fucking in the third grade. So this lady, and it's and it's people like like Queen Elizabeth, like Bob Barker. These people were supposed to they they was always supposed to be always here. Like um uh damn what is it the uh, um what they call it the uh, Mandela uh, Mandela effect or something where you know things just. Things end up and things end up changing, but later uh, they're the same. I forgot. The butterfly um, I, I'm effect. I'm not even gonna act like. I, huh? Is it the butterfly effect? Is it the, no? It's not the butterfly. Effect. The butterfly okay. effect is whatever you do in the past. Uh, if you try to change the past, and uh, whatever you do, like uh, move a piece of paper or uh, you know talk to the wrong person, it affects the future. Oh. Um, but no, like uh, like how. Uh, for instance, like how they say uh, uh, Sinbad's movie uh, uh, Kazam doesn't exist or uh, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. Like, I, did, we, I, I was like, man, these, these people, like you said, Victor Newman, Bob Barker, Queen Elizabeth, these people, I just was, in my mind, I was like, they're not supposed to die. They're going to be around when I pass. Right, like seriously. That's what it's looking like for Victor. Victor Newman. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, if you think about it, like he said when with Bob Barker, Bob Barker, man, as far as anybody know, like, I'm in, I'm, I'm in my 40s. So um, when I was a kid, he was an old man with gray hair. Mm-hmm. Right. That's 40 years. So for me, Bob Barker's already 209 years old. Like, Y'all saying like 99. I'm like, nah, because that would mean 40 years ago, he was, what, 54? He would that's how he looked at 54? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, I like, mean, but think about it, because, I mean, <clears throat> take us, for instance. Um, There's people that's our age or even younger that are gray. Been gray. 
So we, I mean, we always think that gray automatically means you're old, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know? And then now we're looking at age in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Because we used to think 40 was old as hell. Now you're here. Yeah. That is very, very true. That is very true. I had a lady Look. think I was lying when I told her I was uh, 40 the other day. Did you catch me when I said, now you're here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I caught that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm on a <coughs> my age. <laughs> yeah, cause I, I'm, not, I'm not quite there just yet. It's so funny because, like... It's all right. <laughs> it's so funny because... Um, I went to my old church today, and um, I went for a funeral, so R.I.P. Mrs. Haskin, but um, I went for a funeral, and I ran into a whole lot of people that I ain't seen in God knows how long, and of course, they still look at you as kids, so they be like, oh, well, how old are you now, blah, 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 and you know, in real life, you ain't supposed to ask no no um, adult woman their age, that's like a no-no, but... <clears throat> When you run into people that you've been knowing all your life and they've been adults all your life, they still look at you as kids. You revert back to being a kid, but in the same breath, I was like, uh, I'm almost 40. (laughs) 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 It's just weird that, I mean, I got that a lot today. Well, how old are you now? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm grown. I'm I'm real grown. <laughs> but that's how that's how it is. I'm grown, grown. Right. Yeah. yeah, so but that's how it is, you know. But R.I.P. to um Bob Barker. <clears throat> so um moving on to another person that's um in his later years that probably already passed away and we just don't know it yet is Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, (laughs) (laughs) he has, (coughs) excuse me, Um, he has frozen for a second time in public with being asked one of the simplest questions. And they um, cleared him again. Like, a doctor um, saw him and cleared him. What what are your thoughts about this? Because he's still in office. He's, from what I understand, he's still planning to um, run again for re-election. And we know what it is. Like, the the Republicans don't want to give up that seat. But we can't be hard 100% on Republicans because Democrats are doing the same thing as well. There's a lady that's a Democrat out of um, out of California and she's 90, she's in her 90s if, if she's not 90, I think she's either 90 or 92, I can't remember but she's still holding office and she got a caregiver. So yeah, like they do it on both sides but what what are your thoughts about this? First and uh, foremost, uh, I want to say, hey, Mitch, um, 
terrific run for whatever he did, man. Um, and I hate that they are, are parading you around like a circus monkey because you need to rest. Um, I, that's, that's the first thing I'm going to say. Um, second thing I'm going to say is this. Um, I really hate that um, we are so flawed as, um, as a country. Well, we're doing this to a man because, like you said, we don't want to give up a seat of power. We don't want to give up a seat of power so much that we got a man that is um, physically tired of what the fuck he has to do. And it is kicking his ass. Like, listen, um, at, at this point, ain't no telling what Mitch got. Mitch got everything wrong with the light that is twicking, uh, that, that is clicking in, on and off in his brain right now. And y'all are still pushing him around to do God knows what for, for somebody that he don't give a fuck about. He's done with the presidency. He doesn't care about it. This man has lived his life for better or for worse. Y'all need to go ahead and let that man uh, uh, go home in peace. Yeah. And, 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 and this, this, this is what's so flawed about our government system. Because somebody could take the reins. All these people who was trying to be his handler, quote unquote, could take the reins of what's going on and just let it. You know what I'm saying? And just and, and just let it ride. You don't you don't you don't need Mitch's face to continue to uh, run whatever the fuck y'all been trying to run. Let that man go. Let let that man go ahead and uh, 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 get sent out to pasture, as, as we would say. You know, because he, he's not there no more. Like, for real. It's like, and slowly but surely, we've been watching this man slowly but surely sound. Like, I ain't even talking about the visual. I'm talking about just from Mitch that I know for about four or five years now has been sounding like I am so tired of this fucking job. Yeah. Right. Right, right. I agree. Um, he used to have a very strong um, voice, you know, figuratively and literally. Yeah. You know, and it's it's not there. It's like it. He just he looks like a shell of a person. It's sad to see, you know. <clears throat> no, I mean just putting uh, putting politics to the side, like just as a human, it's sad to see, and. You know, you want to get to a certain point where you can retire and just, you know, chill out the rest of your years and not have to worry about a job. And y'all still got this man on his job. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I... And you don't want to say, oh, um, it should be an age limit because um, that would be ages. And probably um low-key against some type of rules and regulations with jobs so i would think that you just need to have like a limit on how many terms or how many years you can be in office because this is just getting out of hand you know what i'm saying and just let some new people come in you know let some new let some new blood get in here this clearly shows yeah this clearly shows you that, that he doesn't, um, like, he's not capable and he's not fit. Yeah. Right? 
You know, I, I don't care if it was one freeze, two freeze. It, it's one freeze, two fucking many. Yeah. Like, y'all knew what the fuck he was going to do before y'all even put him in front of people. Because right. he's been doing this. Right. This ain't nothing new to y'all. They, y'all got three, four handlers with this nigga a day. So right. this nigga been doing this. For, this nigga's been doing this at home. The reason why he got handlers in the first place is because he damn near burned his goddamn house down. Now, listen, that was a lie. I'm just making shit up. But um, what I'm saying is <laughs> the reason why y'all are having people uh, holding court in front of this nigga is because y'all have caught this nigga outside of cameras doing this same shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta get, get that man a break, man. Get, a, get that man a break. Yeah, like seriously. Um, D-Hero says, not even being political, but at this point, I see no difference between Biden and McConnell in regards to old age. The signs are there. Time to let go. I agree. I agree. I agree. I, man, I 100% agree, man. I Let's, mean, shit, all of them for real. I'll say what y'all want about uh, any, any, either one of those people. You said what? I said all of them for real, for real. Uh, throw Trump in there, too. He old. Shoot. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> at, at, at the end of the day, man, we really got to put it like, even... Like, like, um, like we talking about Mitch, but like, like, you know, let's talk about good old uh, Biden, man. Biden, Biden had not one, but several brain surgeries. Mm. Like at this point, like we, we should start really, uh, putting these things in perspective because we want these people to not only, you know, it's one thing to say, Hey, I'm the president of the United States, but it's, it's another thing to like, not only say that, but then turn around and say the president of the United States holds the biggest title in the world as far as a super powerhouse, you know? So all of these things need to be accountable and these people need to be in a right state of mind when it comes to things like, and again, like what you said, I ain't saying it has anything to do with age. What I'm saying is it has a lot to do with your cognitive ability to function on your fucking own. And these two niggas that we talk about cannot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they can't. They can't. And I mean, you just gotta know when to hold them and when to fold them. You know. <laughs> I mean, for real, for real. It's it's. I mean, it's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous, and it's like, what are y'all waiting on? You know what what needs to happen at this point? You know. But um, but yeah, um, yeah. So that that's Mitch. Uh, like we'll be following to see what what transpires out of this, but hopefully, hopefully he'll be telling us that he's gonna retire because this is this is really getting out of hand. Um, he ain't gonna be able to tell us nothing. This nigga's gonna get on stage and be like, "What, what, 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 what we talking about again?" They're gonna be like, "Yeah, you gonna retire, right?" He's gonna be like, "You retire, retire, retire." What? He can tell us in a letter that somebody wrote for him. How about that? That'll work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's like have a moment of five minutes where he's just fine and ask this nigga where he want to be. I don't give a fuck if he tell you, "Hey, I want to go to New Mexico." Send this nigga to New, uh, New Mexico and then write a letter and let this nigga live his days out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm one hundred percent behind that. You know, 
So, um, next up, <clears throat> um, Brittany Renner. So, Brittany Renner was on a podcast called the, um, the Danza Project. Um, it's a podcast that apparently has been around for a minute, but, um, this is my first time ever hearing of them. So, um, shout out to them, but, um, she was on their show with Charleston White. Um, and what went viral was a clip of, um, her yelling about how she was torn during childbirth. Um, mind you, she's in a room full of men. And then, um, she also got up and gave Charleston White a lap dance. So, um, this was a, um, a podcast that streams on YouTube like we do as well and live like we do as well. Um, what they ended up doing was they made the live private and then they released the whole, um, show in clips. So, um, and this was pretty much after um, the whole um, clip of her giving a lap dance and yelling went viral. Uh, what what triggered her was, um, if anybody doesn't know Brittany Renner, um, she's um, an internet personality. And how she came up was that she was in a relationship with a basketball player and had a kid with him. And now they're no longer together. Um, so she's a, a baby mama dating guy famous, basically. Um, but um, she was asked, because apparently this basketball player, that's her baby daddy, um, just signed a new contract, which is very lucrative. So she was asked, how does she feel about that? Um, you could tell she was visibly caught off guard with the question. And it just seems like that's what triggered her to start acting very weird. Um, and then not to mention she was also drinking as well. What I did was I watched the whole um, the whole interview that they've put out thus far. Because they're still putting out clips like even earlier today. They were still putting out clips. Um, so I watched all the clips that they put out, which is at this point, I think 11, 11 clips. And she was fine up until she got asked that question. Now, this is pretty much her quote unquote claim to fame is her being this dude's baby mama. So she shouldn't have necessarily been caught off guard by being asked a question um, in regards to him. However, um, it obviously is a trigger. And I've said this before. I don't know if I necessarily said it on here, but you don't, you don't always know what your triggers are. Me personally, I don't know what all my triggers are. I don't know until it's, until the shit happens sometimes, you know. So, she obviously was triggered, and she started acting erratic behind it. Um, 
but beforehand she was you know she was very aware um she sounded very intelligent she was very um engaged in the conversation it was a very great conversation that they were having um Charleston White is a very uh polarizing individual and uh, and um I've heard of him of course um, because he's gotten into it with a couple of famous people or whatever, but I've never sat down and listened to him and listened to his talk or anything like that. So to listen to him in the interview, it was just like, wow, you know, I see why he's controversial, but then I also understand his, what the point that he's trying to make, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah uh, they were having a great conversation. All the way up until that point where she was triggered. So, um, just unfortunate that it took a turn. But had it not taken the turn, I never would have known about this podcast, nor would I have watched this interview. So, um, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Uh, first and foremost, uh, shout out to Charleston White. Before we get started with this, I'm one of the people, if uh, anybody knows me um, uh, outside of the podcast in real life, you know, I'm one of them that I don't, uh, I always say uh, Charles and White is the wrong motherfucker to fuck with, because uh, yeah, yeah. uh, for some strange reason, man, Charles and White knows how to, uh, knows how to win the crowd over. And I, I, I'm saying it in this situation, um, the Charles and White that I'm talking about had uh, nothing to do with it. It was, it, it was the, it was just like you said, the, uh, it was just a power, a house of a figure that Charles and White is, um, and how he totally, uh, and how he totally throws people off guard, um, was one of the reasons why I think uh, Miss Renner um, went out that way because she was, uh, she didn't expect to agree with a lot of things that Charleston was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing I will say about that, uh, the whole situation was, and, um, you know me, I like to keep it a bean. I like to keep it a hundred. When you don't have anything else to offer, you only offer what you've always been offering people. Um, uh, uh, Brittany Renner is a very talented individual. She is a very smart individual, but, um, if we just go through what we've seen as far as her celebrity, the only thing she's had to offer was pussy. And when she was triggered, he went right back into offering pussy. Hmm. Okay. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that, that's what, that's, that was my thoughts on the situation. Mm-hmm. My thoughts on the situation uh, was, hey, um, um, they went through it. She's already, uh, Brittany has already been hammered for, uh, um, uh, getting this quote unquote young man and then suckering him into a baby um, and, you know, getting child support from him and then turn around and be like, boom, on top of that, all right, he shook past you and signed a deal that's uh, about $50 million that you ain't going to be able to touch. And you, yeah, that triggered you because uh, let, let's put things in perspective. Everybody ain't, every woman ain't uh, built to be a hoe. Sometimes, that's just the profession that chose you. You know, maybe she uh, maybe she really did love this little young boy. But, you know, 
she uh things uh things happen the way they happen and she end up uh you know uh having to cut away from him but still having the luxury of him being a basketball player so she was going to get some money out of it and people turning her into a uh, into this you know uh quote unquote man eater uh for doing what she's doing and that was a trigger for her and so she went into what she knows best and and that's just the, you know what I'm saying to offer pussy up to get people uh to not try to talk about her so much. Hmm. Oh, you'd be surprised. A, a, a lot of a, a lot of these women that throw pussy out there, they throw pussy out there because they don't want people to re- actually really start digging in and asking real questions about. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a um, deflection technique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it was. I think it was one of them. I believe she was. I, I believe she was fucked up, and I believe she was triggered. Yeah, yeah, she was, I mean, watching the interview, because, like, watching the interview, you can definitely tell that something clicked, and she checked out, she checked out, and she started being, like, irate and belligerent, excuse me, you know, throwing shit and all kinds of stuff, just being disrespectful. And whatnot, but yeah, yeah, but it just she didn't. I mean, instead of just simply saying I don't want to talk about that shit or whatever, um, she did that, and and then I mean, and the crazy part about it is because we don't know you outside of um this whole situation, so it should it should be expected that you will get asked questions about him. Um, but maybe it was just something in that question in particular that triggered her, you know, I don't know. Um, I mean, but it was unfortunate because like I said before, she, she came off very good. Like this could have been a redeeming interview for her. You know what I'm saying? Because she came off, like, I didn't know too much about her. eh? I don't follow her or anything like that. So, for me to see this interview of her, I'm like, she's coming off very well until you get to that point, you know. But, like I said before, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have even known about this. So, um, D. Hero said, people underestimate Charleston, and that's a huge mistake. Um, he also says, you speak in wisdom. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... I mean, that's the thing is with, with Charleston White, Charleston White is one of those people who um, you I'm a stickler on it. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a stickler on what people say, you know, um, because uh, Charleston White always tells you um, that this persona that you see on the Internet is, is made up. This is a character. Mm-hmm. This is a character to bring people around so he can actually show you what the fuck he actually be out here doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know he mentioned saying? that as well it's, in the interview. Yeah, people always just look at the surface level of Charleston White mm-hmm. instead of getting to know Charleston White. That's why you have you have people that really do fuck with Charleston. You know what I'm saying? Like the long way. Yeah. And then you got people that only look at Charleston on uh, on a surface level, and they you know what I'm saying, and they and they try to come at, uh they try to come at the character that is Charleston White, but. Yeah. I mean, to to try to peel those layers back, man, it, it's always going to be one of those things. And I think it was, 
I think it enticed Brittany. I ain't saying it enticed her where she had to do what she was doing, but it did entice her on a mental level where she was like, oh, I could talk to him. But at the, you know what I'm saying, at the point of she could have had a serious intellectual conversation, um, she was, one, she was drinking. She might have been getting high. You know, motherfuckers love edibles nowadays. Uh, she might have been high in her mind. And then, you know, um, uh, I always getting reminded that the person that you left is at, no longer uh, is, is not even tripping off you and is actually not only making power moves, but actually making lucrative power moves. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a trigger to people. Yeah, that would be a trigger to me. Like, I mean, it's not an abnormal trigger. It's just the way that you handle your triggers, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, t- well, t- not talking to her, but watching the interview and whatnot, I do, I do believe her when she said that she, she really thought that that person was her person. She really was in love with that dude. Like it wasn't on no gold digging type stuff. I mean, I know it looks like the exterior looks that way. Like the optics of it ain't helping, but yeah. Um, D. Harrell says, I believe so too. I believe yeah. so. I believe so too. Yeah. Um, D. Harrell says. How should or would y'all handle the Britney situation if it happened on y'all podcast? Good question. I, I would have ate that shit up, my nigga. Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, dude. <laughs> if if we would have had the luxury of getting Charlie <coughs> White, Britney ran that show, <clears throat> and she gave this nigga Charleston White a lap dance. You know, because that's basically what it was. It was a goddamn lap dance. Um, I would have ate that shit up like it was Soul Food Sunday candy yams. And I would have promoted the dog shit out of that. (laughs) Now, at the same time, I would promote that. If she would have acted the way she acted, the outright way she would have acted, you would have also watched me check the shit out of Brittany. Because, yeah. I mean, I get it and I understand that you're hurt. And I understand, you know what I'm saying? We're <coughs> like uh, like uh, Lizzie said. Um, I do, I'm with Lizzie. I truly believe that um, she uh, actually at one point felt that that was her person. Uh, um, you got to understand who Brittany Renner is. And Brittany Renner been fucking a lot of celebrities for a long time. Um, none of them motherfuckers she wanted to give a baby to. She gave a baby to this man. Mm. So that does mean something. So I get that, and I understand that's triggering. But you're not gonna do that. Like pouring water on my uh, if she would have poured water, first of all, she'd have poured water on Lindsay. Lindsay probably would have knocked the teeth out that bitch mouth. But we that yeah. that's nor here nor there. But I'm saying pour pouring water on on Lindsay and then pouring water on Charleston White at the point where I'm doing a podcast, I would have had to check the shit out. Cause like I get it, I understand. But if you hurt, let's talk about it. Right, right. Um, me personally, it wouldn't even got to the point where she was giving lap dances and throwing water. Because once she started yelling, talking about y'all shut the fuck up and when I'm talking and all this type of stuff, like, it, we would have had a conversation then. Like, I'll turn this shit the fuck off because we about, we about to get into some things. For real, for real. Because what you're not about to do is be disrespectful to anybody around me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that went, that went too far in the beginning. And I get you want you want everybody to to pay attention to what you're saying because it's it's some deep shit that you're you know that you're touching on 
deep to you and whatnot, but you ain't gotta be disrespectful about that shit. Yeah. So yeah. yeah it ain't deep to me. I, I'm not fucking with an NBA player or a WNBA player, uh, or nor did I have a baby by the motherfuckers where they left me and said and then signed a fifty million dollar contract. So you know it ain't that deep to me. Yeah. 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 So I don't even think I don't think that the I don't think the interview would have gotten as far as the water in the lab. <laughs> so, but yeah. But, uh, I, I would have loved it. I, I would have loved it up until the point uh, where, because, uh, uh, like I said, um, all the clips that I watched, the little the 11 part clips, I don't know when the lap dance or the water, I don't know if the water happened before or after the lap dance. I think, I think it happened after. I think it happened after the um, lap dance. <clears throat> um, well, given and, and given that case, just answering uh, D Hero, uh, it it wouldn't even have got that far. As soon as she would have grabbed that water, I, it, it, I, I, you know, Lindsay, so I don't even have to explain anything. She was as soon as she would have grabbed that water, Lindsay would have uh, would have grabbed that water too. <laughs> Right. Everybody would have been baptized in this motherfucker. Like, yeah. 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 But no, I think she was yelling first and then the lap dance and then the water. But at, when she was yelling, she, she was throwing I, the I water bottles. Yeah. Yeah. But she was throwing the water bottles before the lap dance, though. Like, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy, but, you know. I get, but in the same breath, I get it. Them triggers are a motherfucker. You know what I mean? Them triggers are them triggers are had you down for the count. So, man, I get it. Especially but, when you see a motherfucker. I am, and 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 that's no downplay to anything. I am only talking to a from a real case scenario. When a woman, I don't give a fuck if this woman never speaks to you again. Don't never talk to you, and I'm only speaking through experience. A woman could never talk to you, never be around your circle, any of that. Um, if she hears that you are happy, even if she don't want to even be around you, if she hears that you are happy, that kills her if you know, uh, um, if that's a woman who always wanted to trump you. If she always wanted to be something to be like, the, 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 to have that lingering over of, he couldn't keep me. If she finds out that you are happy and you're not worried about her, that is a ultimate trigger for her. I, I will honestly say that, and I can say that from experience. I know a motherfucker, if they hear anything about me, it's like it, it's like stabbing them motherfuckers in the gut. They hate to hear that shit. Because them motherfuckers just want me to be miserable. Well, it, so, can, it can be it, like it that for some women. Because she thought that was her person. It can be like that for some women. Um, it can, yeah, that's what I ain't saying. I'm yeah, saying some women. Yeah, like, and then also it can be, um, it can be what's going on in their life. If their life ain't up to par, and then they find out that you're doing better than them, then that can be an issue. But if their life is up to par after leaving you, or you leaving them, and then your life is the same, less, or even better, but not better than them, then sometimes they cannot give a fuck. You know? 
that can be that can be a way that that's handled. And then you do have some people who just it don't matter what's going on in their life if they really like that for you, they really like that for you. But that can also play on what you meant to them, you know. But then in the same breath, just the mere thought of said person can take somebody left because maybe their thoughts of you is all bad and, or, you know, like some, it just wasn't a good situation, you know, and all they can think about is all the bad stuff and maybe they suppressed it and now it's coming out. It already comes out every time you get thought or every time you get brought up. So it can be different things that can that can trigger you, you know. Um, they had mentioned him before, and she acted normal, but I think it was the whole the whole new contract, and they was asking her how she felt about it. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, that's a new question because it's a new contract, you know. But I don't know. So. That was that situation. Um, hopefully, we'll start seeing the more positive um, side of Brittany in the future because I, I did appreciate that, you know. So, um, next up is uh, <clears throat> we can go with we can go with something light before we go to the fuck shit. Um, <laughs> the, the Book of Clarence trailer. Um, did you watch the trailer? I did watch the trailer. So, um, if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, um, The Book of Clarence is a movie that is, um, slated to come out in January, and it is starring Lakeith Stanfield. (laughs) And it has a bunch of other people. And basically, um, the book of Clarence is uh, Lakeith Stanfield playing Clarence. And he is around the time when Jesus was around. And he's looking at Jesus and he's wanting to become like what Jesus is. So he turns into a false prophet for money. And it looks super good. Um, it's not... I know um, a few people have asked, was it a true story? No, it's not a true story, but it does have um, biblical characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet money that nobody in um, 33 AD was named Clarence. I, 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 I just don't get some. We're so fucked up nowadays <laughs> as a people and as a, we're doing our own history research <laughs> that motherfuckers will actually ask the question like that. That is yeah. fucking mortifying to me. <laughs> right. What makes it even worse is that you can really tell how people just did not go to church at all, did not pick up a Bible wasn't taught the Bible, nothing of the sort. Barely know how to spell Bible. But yeah. Um That's so scary, man. And yeah, Clarence is not a book of the Bible. Clarence is not a, a um 
a biblical name. <laughs> so it's not a hidden scroll. Us, uh, a uh, scroll. No, it's, it's locked not. under the Vatican. Right. That bullshit. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, my nephew has. I probably have said this before, but my nephew has a friend named Clarence. And for the longest, every time he brought him up, every time he came around, I would be like, Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't get it off. I started laughing as soon as I said it. Yeah. And I said it a few times before my nephew was just like, what is that from? You know. Eight Mile is twenty two years old this year. Like, wow. So yeah. Twenty two. Yeah, it came out in oh one. So yeah, my nephew wouldn't know what the hell I'm talking about when I say that. So I had to pull it up for him and everything. And so, like, when I stopped saying it, I was like, see, I didn't say. I was like, I was around him this whole time. I didn't say it. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <coughs> but yeah. I can't work I can't wait to work with somebody named Clarence. Like I'm going to say that all day, every day, just because now I know that you you used to hound a child like that. <laughs> I know I can fuck up a grown man with. Man. And then um probably like a couple weeks ago or something like that, I think my mama asked where Clarence was. And I was like, he's with his parents in their real good marriage. <laughs> 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 any viewers that don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> fuck you, that shit is funny. <laughs> My nephew just he just walked away when I said that. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, what a time to be alive. If you if you were born <laughs> in two thousand, you got a time to be alive. Right. Right. So love A Mail. But anywho, back to the book of Clarence. So, um, yeah, I'm um I'm all in. It looks really good. It looks really good. And then did you see um, the guy that uh, wrote and directed The Harder They Fall wrote and directed this. And yeah. J- and Jay Z's one of the um, one of the producers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I'm all for it. I want to see it. At the same time, um, uh, you know, the Jehovah Witness in me is looking at it like. Yeah. I hope that they don't. Um, I hope the end is um, the end game is how not to envy a motherfucker. I, mm-hmm. I, I hope it's not no silver lining for Clarence. Yeah. Because I mean, especially for, uh, being a false prophet, that was that was. A, a, I mean, if you actually um, had um, um, a background in church or uh, or any type of religion. You understand that uh, uh, Jesus' whole point 
um, for uh, for a stint of his life was um, exposing false prophets. Mm -hmm. So you know, um, I hope that I hope it's not one of those things where he is looked upon favorable in this movie because then you know a lot of people are going to misscrew the Bible um, uh, because you know a lot of people, like I said, don't do their own research. They yeah. just go off of what they see, just like. Uh, motherfuckers really uh, thought Abraham Lincoln versus vampires was a goddamn true story. Um, right. That's you really gonna have to start so uh, doing your due diligence to actually read, folks. Yeah. Yeah. That's so Man, crazy. That that my people. whole psyche up. Yeah. I really started looking at white people like um, the opioid pandemic fucked y'all up massively. Y'all mamas was so fucked up, y'all actually thought that Abraham versus uh, fucking vampires was based on a true story. You <laughs> fucking idiot. Right, right. I was just like, like y'all cannot be serious right now. And I liked, and I liked that movie. I went to the theaters and saw it and everything. But I was just like, y'all cannot be I serious right now. I fucking love that movie. That yeah. movie was fucking hard. It was really good, yeah. But I knew it was a lie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, like, the guy... The guy, I don't even remember him going on 106 in Park promoting that mug, like the dude that played Abraham. And he was just so chill. Mm -hmm. Like, he was real, he was cussing at everything. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, like, that's funny that people was really, like, really, really thinking that. But yeah. But yeah, but no. Um, the Book of Clarence is fictional. Um, just has biblical characters in it. But I am all in. I can't wait for it to come out. Um, next up. <clears throat> so. We have Spice versus Erica Mena from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Now. Um, <clears throat> this is. Let me get situated for this. All right. So. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is a show that um, has been on for like 11 years now. And um, it was initially on VH1, now it's on MTV. Um, we have a couple of characters by the name of Spice, who is um, a reggae international superstar. She is She's actually really a big deal. And um, she is on the show. Along with Erica Mina. America Mina was initially on New York. Um, and how she plays in all of this is she was a um, video vixen at one point. And now she has married and divorced Safari. Safari um, used to be with Nicki Minaj for like 12 years. And so... Um, yeah, um, Safari and Erica Mina, they was married, it was married and divorced, they got two kids, two little kids, and so, um, not even gonna hold you, Safari took that girl up and through it, that girl, look, she, Erica Mina is a, is a very, very pretty woman, um, but that man, that whole, the stress of that whole that whole marriage, divorce, and all that physically took a toll on her. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then mentally, of course. And she's still she's still dealing with that, even though, like, your divorce is final and whatnot. So, 
Um, Erica is the type of person that lives online. She she is always in. She was always on the internet, on social media, and whatnot. So um, she has been blasting Safari for various reasons. Um, one of them saying that he didn't pay child support. So. Spice was being recognized in Miami, so they all took a trip to Miami. Safari now lives in Miami. He's actually on Love and Hip Hop Miami now. And when Spice went to Miami, she um, had lunch with Safari. Just pretty much to see what the hell is going on, because Erica says all it is. Safari don't blast her on social media. So we only get one side of the story. So she was prepared to go into that, into that lunch with Safari, you know, kind of like berating him, like, how the hell are you not paying your child support, blah, 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 blah. So when the shit get brought up, Safari's like, I'm paying my child support. Let me show you. So he pulled up all the receipts, also told her that they're still having sex. He said the latest was probably like a month before they sat down. So, now she got all this information, and now she's looking at Erica as, excuse me, being a liar. So, um, fast forward to this past week's episode. In this past week's episode, um, Erica and Spice ended up having a sit-down. When they have the sit-down, um, one of the things that got brought up prior to them having a sit-down was that Safari has sent Spice these notes because Spice got real sick a few months before they started filming, and she almost died. And she was, like, in the Dominican Republic, and it was, like, a big ordeal, right? And Safari has sent her these voice notes saying, just please tell me you're okay, blah, 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 blah. Well, you can hear Erica in the background because I guess Safari was crying, you can hear Erica in the background like, how the fuck you going to be crying over her, but you didn't cry over me? And what she's meaning by that is that when Erica gave birth to their second kid, their son, she almost died and the baby almost died. Although Safari was there for the birth, Safari left and went to Jamaica when she had to get readmitted back into the hospital and her son never left the hospital. So... Uh, while they're going through all of this in Atlanta, he's in Jamaica living it up. So she's feeling some type of way because she's like, I was your wife. Yeah, I was your wife and this is your kid and you weren't here for us. But now you crying real tears for somebody that ain't even you ain't even related to. So. um, Spice confronts her about that. And Erica is trying to explain why she was saying what she was saying in regards to that. Spice wasn't trying to hear it. Spice was already on 10. Spice went for the jugular and brought up her son. And she was like, because she, because Erica got an older son. And she, so Spice started with her and was like, you act like you're the only woman in the world that's gone through a divorce and that's going to be a single parent. I've been a single parent for 14 years. And so Erica was like, well, I've been a single parent for 16 years. 
And she was like, oh, you talking about your son that don't even like you? My son loves me. Why she say that? And she was like, wait, what? Kind of caught her off guard a little bit. Then Erica throws the table on her. So when Erica throws the table on her, now everybody's getting up. All the security and producers and shit are in frame. They're holding them back. They're yelling at the top of their lungs at each other, throwing out all kinds of insults. Spice is still coming at her about her son hates her. You mad, this, that, and the third. They end up um, escorting, because they was in a restaurant. They end up escorting Erica out of the restaurant. So Erica is on the sidewalk right in front of the windows of the restaurant. But not the sidewalk, but the walkway. While she's out there, she's talking to producers, and she's just like, why is everybody trying to come at me? Because my son don't want to be in the limelight. I'm giving him what he wants. Next thing you know, Spice is yelling through the windows, and Erica starts yelling back. Erica starts calling Spice a blue monkey. Why she do that, Lord? She called her several blue monkeys. Then they they escort her to an SUV to take her away. While they're trying to get her in the SUV, she didn't step she didn't stepped on the um on that step right before you get into the SUV. And she's like, You blue monkey, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. And so that's when they finally push her in to the SUV. <laughs> now, <clears throat> excuse me. Now they split this scene up with a commercial break. Right before they came back from commercial break, they put a disclaimer, and they was like, "There's gonna be a racial slur," and um, we're we're still trying to figure out the ramifications behind this. So you already going into the second half of this argument, like, what racial slur are they referring to? Well, it was the monkeys. So the internet went on fire. Um, and they're split. They are split down the middle. One half of people are like, there's no excuse. She's racist. She needs to go. The other half of people are like, well, Spice brought up her, her kid. There ain't no, there ain't no rules in fighting. So, um, my thoughts, Spice was dead ass wrong. Period, full stop. Spice was dead ass wrong. However, there are so many things you can say to Spice that would have took that shit to hell. But you went to the deepest, darkest part of hell with calling her a monkey. Like, and that, and there, there's no, there's no coming back from that. Like, you gotta go. Like you, like she could have, she could have said so much to her without going racist. So, yeah. Um, and then we find out today, today Saturday. Um, we find out today that VH1 went on ahead and said that they were um not going to have her come back for the next season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Did I say VH1? I meant to say MTV. But um, I'm like, great. Kudos to them. 
for, you know, getting rid of her for next season. However, we also had this issue with Evelyn Lozada the last season that she was on. And she didn't come back the next season, but she's back now. So she should have been gone as well. And she didn't get she didn't get fired for the next season. She decided not to come back for the next season. So and she so I'm just I'm looking at them as one and the same. They both they both fucking racist for going there calling black women monkeys. So yeah. But they both need to go in my eyes. But yeah. But those are my thoughts. So what what are your thoughts about this? Uh, it's just really, really sad. I'm just one of those people that um, always says it's just really, really sad when um, I see people of color um, on TV having these type of arguments. And then their colorism and prejudice comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Erica Mena from uh, What All We Know About Her, we know a lot about her. We know she loves a uh, black man, but we also know she's not a black uh, person. Right. So, um, for her to step out of her kick now, um, regardless of what um, uh, Spice has said, even though what Spice said, yeah, that is that, that was very hurtful. But her prejudice came out, and. Um, one of the things I always tell people is like, this isn't, this should not be a surprise for anybody. You think that this woman, um, is the one that triggered that she has probably did this plenty of times around black people and nobody batted an eye. She just happened to do this now on camera. Mm -hmm. This is one of those things where it's prejudice and it's colorism and it's put, and it's put right up out there. And this is something that she's always, that's always been in her because it came off her uh, mouth too uh, slick. Now, if it would be one thing if she said you blue monkey one time and just and just went on a tirade of, of calling her every other, every other animal in the book, you could say, oh, nah, she was just talking about it. But one, to, just to keep it up, you already know what, the, you know what I'm saying, what they call people of color, especially dark-skinned people of color. Um, so you know, you know what I'm saying, you know what you were doing. And then to make monkey sounds, mm-hmm. you know, know what you were doing. She knows exactly and then you have doing. black children. Yeah, you have black children. So this is the thing that makes, um, out of everything that um that 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 uh happened, the thing that bothers me is you have this type of colorism and this type of prejudice, knowing you have black children. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things where um people really really should and I, and I hate to say it like that but it should be one of those things where um you should get tomatoes thrown at you when you at a uh, whole foods bitch like it's something like you got you got me fucked up when you uh, I I'm I'm one of those people that I do not like any person of color who um uses other people of color mm-hmm. you know uh, when it's helping you and and moving up your career um but uh, at, at the same time you want to turn around and as soon as you get hurt by uh, uh, uh black your prejudice comes out mm-hmm. you know and your colorism comes out and this is the thing that you're teaching your children so your children are going to end up uh, uh either hating themselves or they're going to end up being just like you 
They're only going to allow a certain amount of people around them that they deem that is worthy because of colorism. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and like for that, like it, it should go beyond, you know, with, with uh, you know, just being uh, 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 kicked out of a show or canceled off a show. It should be one of those things where if I lived in uh, wherever you live, if you live in Miami or you live in Atlanta, um, if I catch you at Whole Foods, I'm going to throw a whole fucking tomato at your face, bitch. Like, it just one of those things. Like, call me a monkey. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. You know, that lady said some hurtful shit. Uh, and, you know, but, I, and, you know, it, it was, I would have the same feeling if if, uh, if, that, if the shit was on uh, Spice's foot and Spice would have uh, said some prejudice shit to, uh, to Eric Man. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's people. Well, color people of color, we gotta understand that uh, uh, us as people of color, man, we 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 need to stop um, using those stereotypes that kept us down in the first place, especially against each other. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but the thing is, is that this is just another example of how a person of color views black people and how people of color and black people are two different things. You know what I'm saying? Like this is just another this is another example to add to the list of examples of that, you know. Like we get we get treated totally different. We're on the bottom of the total pole whenever you whenever you do anything. You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> and at the end of the day, white folks don't like none of us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but they no. look at it and they're like, well, at least I ain't that. Yeah, Erica Mena is not about to be on the the, the housewives of uh, 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 fucking uh, Pennsylvania or whatever the fuck they got out there. <laughs> yeah, like seriously. They're not gonna accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but but we don't have a problem with accepting her with open arms. And then she does this, and this is and this is the part that sucks about this is the part that sucks about Erica Mena and about Evelyn because because uh, again they're one and the same to me at this point. I used to freaking love both of them. They were extremely entertaining on these shows. They were my favorite at one point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I supported both of them, you know? Like, they were, they were like my favorites. And to go from being my favorites to now I can't stand neither one of y'all. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy, but I mean, you let you let your you let your racism flag fly, and I just I just can't get with that. And the killer part of the killer part about the whole Erica and Spice situation, Spice ain't got no fucking room to talk. Her kids live in a whole different country. She ain't raising her kids. Her mama raising her kids. So it's like, girl, you could have you could have took that shit to hell. You could have most definitely took that shit to hell. You could have won. You could have been the victim. You could have been all that. You could have had everybody on your side. Had you played this right, but you went racist? That's your first line of defense is going racist? Like, nah, man. You've been wanting to say that. That's how you really feel. That's how you really feel. So thank you for letting us know how you feel. You know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate the heads up now, you know, but... Excuse me, but she could she, I mean, she could have said, said so much. The monkey thing. Yeah, 
Like I would have, if that was me, I would have wore Spice ass out. I would have wore her out. Like she would be wanting to fight me every time she saw me. How much shit I would have said to her, but I would have never. I would have never went colorist, and I would have never went racist. Like you went, nah. you went there. Come on. Could have said anything. Listen. She even if you go, even if you're just gonna talk about her because she's uh, Jamaican, and you know how Jamaicans talk when they get upset, you could have you could have rolled that out. You could have been like, "You old uh, uh, deck of cards talking ass bitch." Uh, <laughs> you could have did anything. <laughs> you know what the bitch is so They get the rolling off in the club. pussy, blah 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 blah. You don't know what they talking about. They sound like somebody is shuffling a deck of cards. <laughs> You could have said that. You could have did anything, but call this woman a month. Right, right. You could have said anything. I would have been like, "Well, bitch, at least my kid is here in the states. I don't need, I don't need no fucking passport to go see him, bitch." Like I, I would have wore her ass the fuck out. I would have wore her out. Like, and then, and then on top of that, like Spice don't have near one of her kids with her. At least. Erica got two of her kids. I would have been like, dude, you trying to come for me about my one kid, but you ain't got neither one of your kids. At least I got two of my kids with me. I, I'm not a FaceTime mom. The fuck out of here. Like, I would have wore her out. Like, she would have been crying in the car. I would have wore her out so tough. Like, but you went you went racist. And I, I can't get jiggy with that. And, and Spice was dead ass wrong. Spice was dead ass wrong. First off, she in y'all business. She shouldn't be in y'all business. Secondly, she brought up your kid. She brought up, or she brought up your parenting. Like, uh uh-uh. No. And then on top of that, she wants to try to justify the shit by bringing up, she was posting um, clips of when, because Scrappy brought up her son a few weeks ago, and then um, a few years ago, Stevie J brought up her son, and she didn't flip out. And it's just like, okay, what you want her to do? Fight a man, you know? So, and then all they did was just say, "What?" Um, Stevie J just said, "Go take care of your son," and then Scrappy just said, "What about your son?" Spice said, "Your son doesn't like you. My son loves me." So that 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 hits that hits harder than what they were saying. Even though they all was wrong for bringing up her kid, but that hits harder. But I I would have wore her out. Like I would have wore her out. So yeah. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. She was like, "I'm sick of you niggers." Right, right, straight up. Like, I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Like, I'm, one, two, three, that's Man. enough. One, it, two, it, 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 I'm tired of it. Yeah. Like, y'all gonna remember me. Yeah, we gonna remember you. That's crazy. Yeah, so. That's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. So, the 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 internet went into complete um uproar mode. And, yeah. But like I said, it's it split. Like some people are defending her because Spice was wrong, and then some people are like, "Fuck that shit. You should never, you 
you don't have to go racist to get her back. So. I mean, that's true. Anybody that's defending Erica, man, I hate to say it like that, man, because I don't want to judge nobody. But if you defended her, you're the same people that will allow people to say things like that to your children mm-hmm. or your nieces, your nephews, your mother. You have to really realize, especially if you're a person of color, um, none of that should fly. I don't give a fuck what Spice said. It shouldn't be in a situation. In, 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 in any situation, famous, non-famous, the lady at the grocery store, the person at the gas station, um, the bitch on the bus stop, it should be in no way, shape, or form where somebody demeans you like that. Right. Right. One thousand percent. You know what I'm saying? It's just it, you yeah, you, you gotta you cannot say, hey, that gives you a right to do that. Because when you say things like that and you put these type of energies in the air of, hey, um, that was said because of this and I totally agree with it. That means um if the shoe was on the other foot for somebody that you know what I'm saying in your caliber or somebody in your family or somebody that you cared about that means if, if if they said something to hurt somebody, they can turn around and be raceful, uh, uh, racist and prejudiced to them. Right. That's what you're giving them. You're giving them that leeway. It should never be a point where uh, prejudice and racism should be a, a, a focal point of an argument. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it should never go this way. Right. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, that. that in my opinion, I, I, and, and I've, I've been in situations, you know, and, and I'm just one of those people that I'm going to just stand up for people of color. You know, all people of color, I feel like they should not be prejudiced or racist towards each other. Uh, at the same time, um, excuse me, at uh, the same time I say that, I say this. If Erica Mena was a white lady and that white lady would have did that, I would have thought it was to be expected, and I would have, I would expect the ice to drag the fuck out of her. I don't give a fuck if I said anything about your son, bitch, don't talk about my color. Yeah. And then you wouldn't have people talking about, well, it's all fair and because it, it was in a fight. You know, you wouldn't have, you. it wouldn't be split down the middle. You wouldn't have people defending the white lady if the white lady had said that. Because there have been numerous videos where we see Black people and white people exactly. get into it, and the white person goes racist, and you don't never see nobody in the comments taking up for that white person, ever. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah I, I can see where she's coming from because you talked about, nah, that ain't how it works. Mm-mm. No, that's not how any of this works. So, but yeah. Yeah, but that that's there that's um Spice versus Erica Mina. Um Yeah, so I guess we will see. Like she's been Erica's been quiet um on social media since all this um aired. But we shall we shall see. We shall see. I'm gonna um, start calling Erica Mina Freezer. Not Freezer. My that's, that's her nickname for me. Her name is Free. Freezer, man. She's free because Freezer is the only motherfucker I know um, that everybody still has a love hate relationship. And he, how he gives a fuck? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, that's free. She's gonna be Freezer in my book. Right. 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 So. 
Um, moving on to uh, the last thing, which was um, continued from last week. Um, I saw online where there was um, a debate on this song, uh, Secret Garden, Quincy Jones' Secret Garden. And um, it featured Barry White, uh, Albie Shore, Alda Barge, and James Ingram. And they were debating on who had the best verse. So I thought it would be cute for us to talk about it. We've we've done this before, I think, with rap songs. So, um, me going off a of memory, I was like Elder Barge, but then when I played it again, I was like, I'll be sure. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was I'll be sure for me. Well, who do you think got the best verse? Listen. Dude, okay, first of all, this is one of my fucking favorite of favorite songs. Really? This song still got, it still got pulled to this day. Yeah. Listen, you can play Secret Garden anywhere and it's still slap. Yeah. Okay. So, the person who had the best, the top tier verse in that song is James motherfucking Ingram. Oh my you know, God. A lot of people. Here? A lot of people did say that. A lot of people did say that. This uh, is a, see, that, that song is for grown people. And see, yeah. this is how we, this. Uh, I, in my format in my head, this is how it should be. <coughs> um, if we're going to go, uh, who has this verse? Mm-hmm. It should be James Ingram. It should be uh, Barry White. It should be Elder Barge. Then it should be I'll Be Sure. Only reason why I say that is because this is a grown man song. James Ingram and, uh, and Barry White was saying the most grownest shit in that song. Elder Barge was trying to be sweet. I'll be sure was trying to keep up with grown ass man. Yeah. Y'all have to listen to that. You you have to listen to that song again and you know I'm not bullshit. Yeah, I give you all of that. Come on. I give you James, all of that. James motherfucking Ingram was saying some shit that nobody was saying in the 80s. This nigga looked the bitch dead in the face and said, let's make movies. And I'm talking about fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was talking that shit. Yeah. I give you all of that. I give you all of that, but I'm still rolling with I'll be sure. I don't know, like it Hell no. It just hit it hit a certain way. I think it's because maybe I remember that verse the most. When I started playing it and I was singing with it, that's the one I remembered the most. So maybe that's the reason why. But that was my favorite one when I played it as an adult. That's the crazy part because we played this shit as kids. We had no business listening to this song no as kids. Like, my aunt used to play this song when we would go over her house. We had no reason. There was no, no, nobody should have let us listen to this song when we were kids. 
But not only was we playing it, they was playing it on the radio, and it was playing the shit like it was a gospel hymn. Like, <laughs> I was about to say, man, you, you think about it, growing up in the city, growing up in Kansas City alone. Yeah. Um, That was our introduction to the quiet storm. Yeah. That, yeah. that instrumental played the whole way through the quiet storm. Mm-hmm. From the beginning to yeah. the fucking end. Yeah. Just the production on it alone, man. Quincy Jones is a genius. He's definitely a genius. But, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It, I didn't realize how much of a debate. But the fact that he was keeping up with them, though, that's dope, though. You got to give it to him. No, it's not. Because it, it's not. No, when I say keep, he was trying to keep up. He wasn't. Listen. You don't think he you don't think he held his own? No, I don't. I think he was in there. I think um, Quincy is a genius because he put him in there before because because at that time um, with the with the soulful singers that he had, he needed somebody to get the young audience. He needed to get the six. I mean, excuse me, the eighteen and under crowd, and that's why he had Al B. Short. Because if you think about it, if we really felt like Al B. Short was going to be something that would bring it home, he wouldn't have been the first person singing. Well, you know, if if we go back, if we go back, that that time, I believe, for one, he was like his protege at the time. And on top of that, he was a huge deal. So I can definitely see why. And then, and then you don't want him to be the anchor. You got to have Barry White be the anchor. You know what I'm saying? So... I can definitely see them. You know. I'm, 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 I'm grateful that Barry White was the anchor. I really, um, in a perfect world, if I was to do that song, I would always make "I'll Be Sure" number one. I would make, um, I would, I would take um, James Ingram and I would, uh, and I would pick Barry and I would switch them, just because I want James Ingram's ad libs on the end of the song instead of the middle of the song. Cause this nigga could have, this nigga James was like in the middle of the song. You knew this motherfucker is about to get carried by some real voices. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, but yeah, it was. I it, I just I feel like I'll be sure was just, he was he was he was in there just listening to grown man. You know he 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 didn't drown. You know, he stayed above water, but that was definitely out of his league. Just listening to it now, and it's like, he, he, he was out of his league. He was he was too sweet on these hoes. These niggas was being soulful with their beautiful voices, but they were really putting it down on hoes. If you listen to what James Ingram was saying, if you listen to what Al B, uh, uh, Al B. Shore was saying compared to James Ingram, mm-hmm. it sounded like an a, a eighth grade letter and then a grown man talking to his wife. Oh Lord, it's not. It don't sound like. I was telling you, no eighth grade letter. Oh my goodness gracious! All right, I'm trying to pull it up, but there's like several different versions of this song. Yeah, it's a lot of versions now. Speaking of versions, did you know that there is a version that came out two years ago with um Sean from Boys to Men. Cisco 
Raheem Devine, and Omar White or Omar Wilson. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I did know that. I didn't know that until a couple of weeks ago, and I watched the video. I was impressed. Thoroughly, you should be thoroughly impressed. That's a good. That's a good remake. Yeah, yeah, I was very impressed because I went into it like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah, I was I was thoroughly impressed. But yeah, yeah, there's like a million and one versions. But yeah, um, let's see. No. Yeah. Okay, I think I have them now. Uh, I was about to say, you trying to pull up Al verse, little kitty ass verse. Let's see. I want to read your <laughs> minds, know your deepest feelings. I want to make it right for you, baby. Show me. Let me share the mystery. Oh, listen to your heart tonight. What's wrong with that? Nothing. But in this, okay, now, again, like I said, that was an eighth grade letter. <laughs> now listen to James. Now, now read James shit. Um, okay, hold on. Uh, let's see. I'll take good care of you. That's what a man is supposed to do. And I'll be there for you all the time. Let your hair. That's Barry's voice. Okay. Hold on. I keep you satisfied. No, hold on. Yeah, they don't got the names of them. Hold on. Let's see. I know a melody we could sing together. There we go. Okay. There you go. I know a melody that we could sing together. I've got the secret key to you, baby. Let's make music. Harmonizing ecstasy. Come on, sing sing it to me. Okay. Yeah, now compared to what Al just said. Well, you know. <laughs> you well, can't just you know, come out yeah, the gate. You, you can't just come out the Lindsay. gate with what James said. You know. Your facial expression said it all. Thank you, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I not. I like Al's better. I mean, I went into it remembering that I like Elf better, but then when I listened, I Man, I changed yeah, my yeah. mind from L to to Al. So I don't know. If I listen that's to sweet. it again, I that's might sweet. change my mind again. Yep, yep. You gonna you gonna listen to it one night? You gonna be like, God damn, that nigga James Ingram. Shit was hard. It not mm. only was his verse hard, but his ad libs for the chorus made his shit way better. Yeah, yeah, I did like his ad libs, but but I remember liking L's ad libs the best, and that's the reason why I had said him first. See, I and initially when I seen that, I was thinking about L L the Barge's ad libs on on the chorus too. But then when I was listening again, I was like, nah, James killed it. Mm-hmm. James, he, he killed that shit. Yeah. 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 It was a lot of, it was a lot of, um, it was a lot of James 
in the comments. There's a lot of James. So you got You got to respect James, man. James yeah. killed that shit. James really, really made. James made that song so good. James and Barry White made that so good. They are the only ones that actually can tour or could have toured singing that song by themselves without anybody else. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, Al, Al wouldn't be able to sing that song at all. No, Al couldn't <laughs> sing it by himself. No. James could sing that song by himself. Yeah. Yeah, he could. Barry could do the chorus and do his verse by himself. Yeah. yeah. Elder Barnes would have did too much crack to do it by himself. Lord. Not right. downplaying Elder Barnes, <laughs> but we all I know, hey, man, that light-skinned nigga was on some cocaine. Have you ever seen the Bobby DeBarge story? No. Yeah, it was a movie TV One put out um, a few years ago. Um, if you get past the bad acting and the bad wigs and the low budget <laughs> of it all, um, they really had a fucked up life. They father was hell yeah, or real. Really yeah. Their father was, he was hell on wheels. He was the worst. The worst of the worst. Yeah, I remember they unsung. I remember they unsung. That's how, yeah, they had it rough. Yeah. And I believe the unsung is what made them go on ahead and do the movie. I, so. I can believe that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I was, uh, whenever unsung came out, um, that's, that was the year that I uh, found out that they were black and white. I thought I thought the Labarges was a bunch of Latinos. My whole goddamn life, I ain't even gonna lie to you. Yeah, I think we all did. But I didn't know what Latinos was back then. I thought they were just Mexican. But yeah. Yeah, I think we all did too. <laughs> was, I knew they were something. I, I, listen, I, I thought they were way more bunch of tamales than they was hamburger hammer. Let me just let me just put that out there. <coughs> I was like, damn, them niggas is black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Mama. Mama black on top of that. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But that's bad. Um yeah, so I don't have any final thoughts. So Jerry's final thoughts, take it away. My final thoughts for this one um, would just be uh, simple. It's adaptability. And, um, <coughs> in, in this world, man, we're gonna. Uh, it's going to be a lot of things that happen as we see. Um, just going off of what we have now, man. We got Bob Barker dying. We got uh, my man Mitch uh, losing his marbles on TV. We got people that we are, uh, we uh, used to put in a high esteem, um, showing us that they really don't give a fuck about us. Um, and this happens to everybody all day, every day. It, it, it doesn't take uh, the TV or the limelight to show you um, things like that. This is happening. Um, but makes uh, what makes us are the incredible people that we are, especially as black people, is our adaptability. Do all this, whatever, all we've seen 
you know what black people are going to do with this? We're going to adapt and we're going to learn to uh, not only overcome this, but be better than this. And um, that's the, uh, my only final thought with this is because uh, that's uh, one thing that I love about my people is our ability to adapt and be better. We do everything that we see and, um, that, that is hurtful and uh, could knock us down even on, uh, in the, this little segment that we had uh, and this platform that we had. It still shows us that through all this, we can still adapt and be better. Shout out to Spice. Shout out to Brittany. Shout out to Charleston. Rest in peace, Bob Barker. And I love all my people of color that love my people of color. And as always, take care of yourself and others. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And shout out to Clarence and his parents in their real good marriage. <laughs> <laughs>